Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. Uh, We talk on this show as much about what made playing the game fun and special for our guest as as much as we will about the context of how they fell in love with it for the first time and just, you know, that time where it hit them at the right moment. A little bit of housekeeping. Up top, uh, if you're on social media and you like the show, you want to engage with us, uh, check us out on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod, and on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game, but just the one Y, so B Y O U R. And there, you can see when we release uh, new episodes. You can see the cool art that I make for each episode. You can learn a little bit about our guest, which I know you're going to want to do after this episode. So check us out there. Follow us. Let us know what you're liking. Say hi. Uh, be sweet. Um, you can also support the show in a few ways. First, you can do so, of course, by uh, rating and reviewing us on a- the Apple Podcast Store. That really helps our visibility. That's like the main platform where we get most of our listens. Uh, so if you enjoy the show, and especially if you just love what this guest has to share, uh, let us know um, what you're really enjoying and say hi there. And if it's, you know, not a, uh, a, not a hateful or bigoted review, which thankfully we've never had one of those, I'll share it on the show. Um, you could of course share the show with a friend, whether they love games in general or the one that we are discussing today. And then lastly, you probably already heard an ad for it, but we are a part of a Patreon network and that's another helpful way you can support us. Uh, and that's at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And it's not just, you know, a tip jar where you listen to the show and you donate money a month. Uh, we put out a ton of bonus content. And just today that we are recording this episode, we released our latest Call Me By Your Game Co-op. It's a monthly deep dive episode I do with a few guests at a time uh, based on a special game for multiple people. And today it was all about Wii Sports. Um, but that's it. 
for the housekeeping. And finally, we'll introduce our guest for today. So please welcome to the microphone. Good laugher, skilled dancer, and the man with the answer, Chuck Ma. Welcome to the show. Uh, you know what? I feel like I can speak for everyone, Chuck, and I will say it's going pretty well. How about yourself? How are you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, just uh, having a pretty relaxed day. Just finished some work. Uh, yeah, just uh, ready to talk about video games. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, absolutely. Um, a long time coming. Uh, you are, you know, as, as my guests, just love hearing from me. Uh, one of my many friends from the uh, improv comedy community. We've probably known each other, you know, I don't at know this, exactly what I meant, but like four or point, five years. Like, yeah, like four or five years now. Like at yeah. this point, if we count 2020, which yes. doesn't feel like a year, but if we which, count 2020, like four years. Four, five yeah, years, yeah, I don't want to count 2020 in certain ways, like towards my age or towards my, you know, <laughs> uh, lack of a career. But I would like to count it towards our friendship, if mm. that's okay with you. Oh, of course. Let's say five years then. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll take it. Yes, five years. Um, I probably met you actually uh, before I was actually really like on the scene i'm sure i met you through like like when steven loomis my old roommate was doing oh yeah yeah i knew steven uh way back in the day i think we were on a team together maybe wow yeah but yeah yeah i definitely met steven steven uh steve before you a tall guy tall Uh, tall, good looking dude big tall Uh, handsome guy we really complimented each other well you know it's the tall handsome guy and then the not tall also also tall handsome guy (laughs) you know (laughs) what I was going to go a different direction, but I'm going to take that right now. Thank you, Chuck. Um, no that's how I know you. you. You've been on a number of of my favorite uh, teams of all time. It's hard not to also mention uh, just one of the goats, Cool Asian 420. Uh, yes. Doesn't get much better. Previous uh, guest of the show and teammate of yours, Liz Adams, has been oh, awesome. on before. Yeah, um, Liz. One of, but, my, one of my best friends. Dude, one of the true OGs. Um but what do you want the listener to know about yourself? Is there anything you've been up to that you want to share? Uh, feel free to tell us. Um, well, my name is Chuck Ma. Uh, I'm a comedian, writer. Uh, I was a formerly a professional dancer for 10 plus years. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, always gets love- truly pimped into dancing. Always. Every, every, every show he's always. in, even especially if it's mock, it's, it would well, always Liz, Liz introduces me as <laughs> like when Liz was on your show whenever we meet someone new. Oh, this is my friend Chuck. Also, he was uh, he's a professor. He was a professional dancer. He was on our <laughs> dance crew. That's like the full <laughs> intro, like right away. Amazing, I'm like, Liz. We don't even know this person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, and then I, I started doing improv about five years ago, where uh, uh, five six years ago, I, I think, and I met you along the way. Uh, also, one of my favorite comedians. Uh, oh, thank in you. The scene. So just like, also just like a real generous person. Um, not. Goodness. I'll be honest. Like, it's hard to find like genuine people in the comedy scene sometimes, and it's like nice to it's nice to have nice to have friends around that are like that, or see comedians like that on the stage. So, wow. so it was a pleasure pleasure to meet you too. Thank you. Uh, please enjoy this fiver that I'm slipping you across the table for that. For <laughs> oh that yeah, through the Zoom. Compliment. <laughs> yes, through the Zoom. I'm sure it will come out on the other end. Yeah, I just got a Venmo for it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yes, I'm sure you saw the notification. It's private though, so nobody else will see. Oh, good, good, good. Um, that's that's awesome. Uh, have you been doing it? I feel like I've seen you or other people post about stuff you've been doing lately. Was there anything else recently that you wanted to share that you've been 
up to. Do you do something with with Jane online? Yeah, I do, I do something with Jane and Liz online. And that's what it's called, uh, something with Jane, right? No, 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 no. It's uh, called two two Nunas and a Dancer. It's a uh, it's it's a it's a YouTube channel online uh, that's uh, we we basically react to. Uh, and give our opinions on uh, new K-pop videos. Like we're awesome. all, we all really enjoy uh, the K-pop, and um, we uh, we do a little we do some reactions to some videos online, and um, I try to give my opinion on mostly the dancing. Uh, and so it's uh, yeah, if you guys guys out there have time to check it out. It's two Nunas spelled how it sounds and a dancer uh, <laughs> on youtube and uh, i love yeah, it fine. we have a we have like 100 plus videos now so wow amazing yeah. i've seen some posts so uh, you know i i if i wasn't sure if you wanted to share about it but i had to ask so no, of course um yeah for the listener if you're interested i will include a link in the show notes as always so so check that out well awesome thank you for sharing about yourself and telling no us about your about that channel i mean those two are just two of the best so they're great they, you gotta check it out listener yeah. Um, but before we get into your general history with video games, would you tell us, uh, what game we're going to discuss for the main event later? Uh, today we are discuss discussing the game Planescape Torment. I love uh, it. it's a Black Isle Studios. Um, and, uh, it's an old game. It's kind of a, it's based on a, it's based on AD&D or D and Dungeons and Dragons of the, uh, it kind of has. It kind of feels like the, one of those old Baldur's Gate games. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was one of my favorite games in high school. It was like the nice. game that made me like playing uh, role playing games. It was oh, like cool. Game, yeah. So it was it was a huge deal for me. I think I personally think it was so ahead of its time in yeah. terms of. Uh, in terms of just like storytelling and character and stuff like that. And just like, really like as a, like a young high school Chuck just blew my mind Yeah. in terms of like the depth of story and detail it had. Uh, in the game. Awesome. That was great. That's really cool. Uh, man, that gets me even more excited to hear about it. Uh, and yeah. really dive deep later. Um, but before we do, as I said, uh, I'd love to hear about your general history with mm. video games, we gotta know the backstory here. So, when did you first take an interest in video games? Well, I mean, like when I was like young, young, young. I yeah. Mean, I think when when I was when I was a kid, I think it was like Nintendo and then like Sega. Cool. When I was like really young, like uh, the first Nintendo and then Sega and then like Super Nintendo. But my my family, uh, like we just uh, at the time we couldn't like afford to buy a console, mm -hmm. you know. So I would always have to go to my friend's place and like play these games so i would never be able to beat a game oh. because i could only play at my 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 friend's house yes so it was like i would like play mario and i would get to like like whatever like one level one three or something yeah and then just like i have to go home and just like couldn't play it anymore oh uh, man what a tease <laughs> so uh so it it was uh yeah i just had to do that and then like played a lot of sega too when it came out but when i was young i always had uh, this, I would be playing games at other people's house. So I would have like these like brief glimpses into it. And it was like very hard for me to complete a game. Of course. And I want to say that like Planescape Torment was maybe one of like the first games that I've like completed. In oh, whole. interesting. Uh, I mean, there've been games like campaigns, like for Starcraft or something where you play the campaign, but it's not really about the campaign. Sure. You know, it's more about the multiplayer, but with, with, uh, Planescape was like in terms of st like a story driven game. It was like one of the first games that I've like 
I, I completed and just beat as a like a young a young kid. Wow. So, yeah, it means a, it's a it's a it's a big gaming milestone in my life. Yeah, so absolutely. That. that first one always is. Um, was there a time where you ever did end up owning a console, or or if yeah. not, were there any like other special games you played at friends' houses after that? I think the first time I owned a con, my first console was a PlayStation. Two, nice. A PlayStation Two. Uh, when uh, back back also in high school, and I remember playing it. I played a lot of like JRPGs. Ooh. Uh, I re- I played. I remember playing um, Metal Gear Solid, oh. which I really 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 enjoyed. I'm playing uh, that for the first time right now. It's the first one. Or the yes, second, on the, the second one, the one on the oh. PlayStation. I'm playing the OG, but I do have number two, so I'm looking forward to that someday. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, I I think. There was like a Metal Gear Solid game before the one on PlayStation, where it was just yes, like top, it was like top down. Yes, and then there was. And then the the PlayStation one came out, and that's the one that like like blew up. Like yes, just made stealth games what they are. I remember playing that game was so crazy. I remember like there'd be times because we didn't have guides back then, you know, like you yeah. can just like go on YouTube and just like look up how to beat something mm-hmm. like, or, or like you could maybe go on some forums, but you don't know how many people are alive. There's sometimes there's just like, like, uh, like just like not, not real ways to beat stuff. Yes, just, like, yes. People just like, how truthful like, are they being? <laughs> yeah. So I remember there'd be times when I like have to get around a guard and I'm like obsessed with like not getting caught in these yes. self games. Right. So I'm trying to get around this guard and I would, I would like see them on the map and I'm like, okay, so it takes them five seconds to like come around a circle. And this guy, this guy, it's like 10 seconds. So I'll like count five seconds for this guy and 10 seconds for this guy. (laughs) So I know exactly the window to run through to not be seen and stuff. I mean, I was like super intense about it, but yeah, like, like that type of stuff always stealth games. Always. I always really enjoyed also. So it was a, it was a, yeah, that time that during that time, video games were, uh, so it was so it was such an exciting time because there's so many like new genres being born. Mm-hmm. It was like really cool. But yeah, it really, yeah, it was really super fun. That's awesome. What is there like a JRPG that sticks out to you that was one that uh, was particularly memorable? Oh, man. Uh, uh, I mean, like the Final Fantasies, of course. Yes. But uh, I guess Chrono Trigger. Ooh, Chrono Trigger what a, was really cool. What an all timer. Yeah, and also it's very similar to. In terms of inter, uh, to Planescape, actually, Planescape is like just a very in-depth character, and like decisions you make, like in like earlier in the game, affect the outcome of how you play the game later, and like all this stuff uh, was really cool. Um, there was like one, this one like really I can't remember what it was, but this one like kind of like top-down RPG game that was just very like kind of kind of how do you say like just plain like i can't remember the name it was just very generic yeah um but it was like action rpgs like you move you can move your character around and four people could play at the same time oh cool which was like a huge deal and we're all on the screen moving uh and that was cool you get to choose your like element and like your strength stats and like oh, what fun. Type of character yeah it was like super fun uh what other games like jrpg games I, uh, I think mostly the final fantasy stuff and like chrono trigger stuff that's awesome so, yeah so like Dragon cool. Quest, Dragon Quest stuff, I really liked also. Um, but yeah, I played a ton of games. I mean, I, I was a big uh, StarCraft fan too. Oh, cool! So I played a lot and uh, Diablo. Nice. Uh, Diablo, Diablo, all all the Diablos. Like I played with friends, and then StarCraft one and two, StarCraft Brood War in between. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just 
just a great time for gaming. I really, I had so much fun. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, man, that's, that's wonderful. Did you take any, Oh, go for it. Yeah. And also, uh, one that was a big part of my high school life because we would go, I was like in a youth group. I was like, a. I was, I was going to a youth group at the time. I was a Christian and uh, there's, they had a GameCube and, and, uh, and so all the, some uh, some of us like some of our, my friends were Christian, but we just like stopped by the youth group because they had the GameCube, and we'd all just play Smash Brothers nice. for hours. Yes. just after it's after a pretty class good draw. After, yeah, so <laughs> we just like we just went at it, uh, and uh, again, no, there's like no like online information of how to do like wave dashes yeah. or like you know like you know like like you know like. Like we didn't know any of the lingo or anything. Oh yeah, yeah. So like we were just like feeling it ourselves, and like we were like real serious about that game. I think anybody who plays Smash Brothers knows how like serious that game gets. Yes, it's yeah. You know, it's like Final Destination, no items. Yes, <laughs> like like one on one, one on one, like five stock, like you know, like just the like power of Christ compels you. Yeah, it's just like it's just like that. That was like the most like in monks friends one of the most competitive games that we had going yeah on. so it was really super fun also oh that's fantastic I've, had, I've gone through some phases of that game uh, with different groups of friends and it's just awesome i mean uh, we played together before i've yes. been to your place and we've played together before yeah it's uh you can always it's always fun because you can tell who people like which which friends like really took it seriously when they were younger, <laughs> like when they played. <laughs> yes. Like you're like because there'll yes. be people there'll be people like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, I'm pretty good at the game. Like, are you though? Like, you know, like and yeah, then you really. play and then you're like, oh you're not even dodging yeah. This isn't even, like, this isn't even, like, like this isn't even a competition. Yes, there it's are like, definitely <laughs> like tiers of of players. Whereas in like even in Mario Kart, like that game will at least like sort of even out and assist the players who are behind. Yeah. Smash is far less forgiving if you're just not if you're just not don't have those basic like skills and and that repertoire to do so. Yeah, or like just that that muscle memory. Yes. But it, oh, yeah, oh my gosh. because so much of it is just like reaction and mm-hmm. like. But it, the interesting thing is like, you know, there's tears, but then like I think. I think Smash tries to make it even with like all the environmental stuff mm-hmm. and like items and stuff. But even with that, like, you know, using items is also, I mean, it can give you some edge if you get lucky, but like, you like, you know, got to be able to like air grab, like yep. you, know, you got to be able to do like that stuff too. So it's like, like uh, Smash is one of those like great dividers, I think with yes. like, video games, like it really just like the, the skill gap is so large. Even if you're pretty good at it, there's like, also like another level above that like definitely if, like you know if you're already pretty good there's like, like a few levels above that you know so it's it's one of those things that really like separates the, the people in your friend group like that, yes that you notice right away absolutely um did you take any so it sounds like you were playing games a, a lot through high school did you take any big like gaming gaps in your career or or anything like that yeah i think in my I think throughout when I was young, I played a lot. And then once I started dancing, I started playing less, which mm-hmm. was like somewhere in high school, like in like junior, senior year in high school, maybe when I started taking dancing dance, like really seriously, yeah. I started playing less. I still played a lot and even through college, but like once, but, but even then it was like not as, it wasn't like the hours and hours that I dumped into before yes. because just because dance 
being being a dancer is like so uh demanding of your just like time and energy that yeah. you just like i just like couldn't i mean like i remember i was like for like war world of warcraft came out in college for me and i was like i think a freshman or and i was just like i want to play this game like so bad I, yes. like, I was like a huge blizzard fan like first real mmorpg that I ever put my hands on and like i was just like i need to play this as much as I can. <laughs> and I try and like, look, I made it to 60 pretty quick. Like, you know, like I was like, I think I was one of the earlier ones to make it to 60. Wow. Uh, like Dwarf Paladin, by the way. Nice. Um, but gotta, like, gotta I, say it. Yeah. I know alliances like roll your eyes, but come on. I mean, like, I, was a good, <laughs> I was a good kid. So like, um, but like, I, I remember wanting to play it more. Like I wanted to like stay up all day, all night and play it. But like dance was just like so demanding that mm-hmm. I had to, and sometimes I'm like, you get so, I was like so tired that I couldn't even like move my mouse. Wow. Like my, arms, my arms would be like, I'd be like so tired. My arms, my whole body would be like so sore yeah. that I like couldn't move my mouse fast enough and like couldn't get the hotkeys. Like yeah. I'd just be like so slow. I'm like, I can't run a raid like this. No like, way. You know? like, Not in this like, condition. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like it takes a lot of focus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah. But yeah. So there was a bit of a gap like towards the end, like in college. I mean, I still played and played Halo a little bit, but um, nice. But not as definitely not as much. And then, like, once I got out of college, just like dancing professionally was also like a huge, huge hustle. Yeah. So I mean, I would play, but just like not nearly. Like, Your priorities shift. You grew. You yeah, grew up. You know. You're you're becoming an adult. You know, yeah. even still. So. Right. I know. Yeah. I'm still I feel like I've gone through several waves of becoming an adult. Uh, I mean, I think I, just I'm keep a, happening. I'm, a few, I'm, I'm like a, a decent. A decent amount of years older than you i think so like i think i mean you're going to face that like all through okay. like i don't think anyone like like you're going to feel that like 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 oh like two years ago i did there's so much i didn't know and then like two yes years later, it's like oh man two years ago like you know you're just gonna go uh-huh. through phase of that feels and like something even, that just doesn't end as go as you go through life i mean i, I sh- it shouldn't you should always be trying to learn and like yeah. get become uh better a better version mm-hmm. of yourself of where whatever place or time you're in yeah so like yeah so i mean and the, i will say like during during the during 2020 like during the quarantine here in the states i did like there was like a fallback into gaming like hard because no one was doing anything. We so like to call like, it a, uh, a leap forward into gaming on the show, Chuck. <laughs> a, uh, a deep dive into it. <laughs> yes, but, but into, I do hear you. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I think I went back and just, I played so many. I like went back and beat Boulder's Gate 1 and 2 again. Oh, nice. I played Planescape, Planescape Torment again. Oh, good. The, uh, the, the enhanced edition, which like, nice. plays on like uh, your computer now. I like played like... Uh, divinity original sin one and two like um i'm like I, i'm like really want to play uh, mass effect the legendary edition Dude, right now i know i'm like Ugh, super, i've never super played one. it but i would like oh to. my gosh you got it. it's one of the best uh western rpg games like wow. of our generation uh and i hear they did a really good job so i'm trying i'm gonna i think that's the next thing i'm gonna jump into okay yeah yeah nice. but like yeah i played so many games during quarantine just to try to stay sane but yeah yeah really For, yeah which uh which which <sighs> i think a lot of us are doing that so so no harm there that's awesome uh last question that i have for you about your history with uh with games is i mean you were just kind of rattling off some games you've played during quarantine has there been anything uh 
new maybe in the last like six or eight or so months that has really caught your attention that you've really enjoyed? Well, Baldur's Gate 3, the uh, the early access came out oh. in, the last, in the last six months. And, it, and it's the same people who did Divinity Original Sin. Okay. And again, it's like, it's it ties into my, like Planescape ties into this. It's like the same sort of energy in terms of game. Like the, it, it's turn-based, so it's mm-hmm. a little different like in the combat system, but it's still very story based, like controlling multiple characters, very like a lot of like de- uh, depth in like your decision making and stuff. And like, um, so looking forward to that once it comes out, I played uh, some of the early access, but halfway through, I was like, I really, really want to enjoy this game. Like when it's out in full. Yes. So I like held back there. Um, I played, I think, uh, what else? I mean, w- Wasteland 3. Same kind okay. of RPG like uh, game, also super good. I'd highly recommend it. And then I played um, just like some. Uh, oh, Hades! Yes, I think I, Hades is the game that I played over and over and over again. I remember I you talking about this at the at Anne and I's birthday at the park like yeah. six months ago. Oh man, it is just such a good, well designed. You can feel game. You can feel a lot of heart and it's like so good. love went into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it took takes the rogue like and rogue light genre into and really like makes it make really makes the, the the mechanics of it fit into the story. Yeah. So you're not you don't feel like you're just like playing and dying, playing and dying over again. There's yes. Like, there's like a a feel of like progression even outside of the combat. And which feels, is that just rare. goes for so long. It's it's amazing to hear oh, from no, people I, who played it more than me, like how it continued to happen for them hundred of hundreds of hours into the game. Oh yeah. I've I've ran through I've beat the the game. Like I've like beat the the game yes. uh, like hundred plus times already. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I like I've made it to like heat level like twenty or something. Wow. Like, you know, so like I've been like I like went through I I I'm tr- I've I've thought about trying to get heat level 32 which mm-hmm. i think is the max and i'm just like i don't or 36 or something i'm just i don't know if i have <laughs> the will to do it i'm like yes i know i could but i just don't know if i have the will like yes. everything needs to go so perfectly for you to get that especially if you're like i'm not like the the sharpest controller i'm not like super super clean yeah so like but yeah i played that game so much awesome. i got the i got the first ending like and then I cool. got the like the the bigger ending after that, mm-hmm. and then I got like the bigger bigger ending after that. <laughs> like you know, like like I just like went through it so much. I got like went through, got all the character stuff. I just like really enjoyed that game. I thought that's it was so awesome. Fun. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I remember you. I thought you might bring it up because I remember you talking about it at that yeah. birthday at the park we did. And of course, got a shout out our mutual friend uh, and former and. guest on the show, Courtney oh, Vinay's cool. uh, voice oh, actor cool. in that show. Oh or yeah, that game, I, excuse me. Yeah, I read. I I think I saw her on a, like a Zoom or something. Like, it was uh, a mock Zoom. It was a mock Zoom, and then I was like, "Oh wait, you play? You're the voice of one of the Hades yes. characters." And I was like, "I love that game." And yeah. we started we started talking, and then like someone cut us off and was oh. like, "You need to start." And I was like, "Just let me talk to this person." <laughs> yeah, let me ask more. She's been doing so. She's been streaming since last year. Like once the game really picked up. Oh, and- I'm sure she has just so many. Dude, she, every time I check up. in, and it's like slowed down slightly, but every time I check in, she's if she's playing that game or even something else, she's got like hundreds of people watching, and it's the yeah. most like 
like sweet, wholesome environment. Like, well, you know, she's, I mean, she's such a wholesome, like, just like a wholesome, like endearing person. I mean, absolutely. I don't know her that well, but, but that's like, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm happy that that's the case. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think I've met her only, I met her a few times in real life, but we never really had like any, like, like deeper conversations, totally. I think. So, but yeah, she just seems like just a really nice, wholesome girl. Uh, and I'm not surprised that like people like people love to watch her play games. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's really fun. Uh, a lot of sweet people over there. Um, but, but anyway, thank you for so much for sharing and di- really diving into your history of games. I love, no you never know what you're going to hear from someone. And that was awesome. Uh, so Chuck, as I told you before, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back to discuss, you know, all things Planescape Torment. So I guess I will see you on the other side. Cool. See you on the side. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, a comedy show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a comedy show anywhere podcasts can be found welcome back to call me by your game of course here with the fantastic chuck ma to discuss planescape torment chuck welcome back hey glad to be back (laughs) i know it was so long i felt the need to welcome you back uh before um we dive into you know the the things you love about this game the the main event today as i said i'm going to do a little bit of history and context up front for the listener and again, Chuck, if you want to jump in at any point or add on, uh, feel free. Sure. Otherwise, I'll share these three brief paragraphs. Um, go for it. So here we go. Uh, Planescape Torment is an isometric RPG developed by Black Isle Studios and published by Interplay Entertainment. Uh, it was originally released for Microsoft Windows on December 12th, 1999, and takes place, as you already said for us, in the uh, multiverse setting from Dungeons and Dragons called Planescape. Um, is you might you might sounds like you already know more about this than me. And I know you you're in a D and D group, right? Yes, I play. I'm in a few D and D groups actually. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so big, is this big... like is Planescape like like you, you like referred to often in D and D? Is it a place people go, or is it just? Can you explain this little thing to me? Okay, so Planescape. Uh, is uh, I don't I think I, I don't know if they it's used as often now mm-hmm. in games, but it's basically an AD and D, which was the second version of D and D. It's advanced D and D, the second iteration of it. It was like the hub of multi, the multiverse hub. Oh, like, interesting. You know, and so there was like a, you would from there you could access like a ton of different realities and go through like different portals to like to different like planes of existence. Like there's like a plane of fire, you know, like the demon, like hellscape, like hell, okay. and, like the abyss, like stuff like that. And that's, and Planescape was like the center uh, access point to all these different realities. That's really cool. Okay. That, that may, that really helps me out. Thank you, Chuck. No problem. Um, 
The game itself uh, is primarily uh, story-driven, and let me know if this is accurate or not, mm-hmm. with combat not being prominently featured. Is that true? Uh, uh, the combat is the combat exists in it but it's definitely not the big driving force of the game okay. the driving force of the game is story and combat um you could go if you had like if your stats were placed in a certain way or like done in a certain way you could go through the whole game with very 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 few like combat encounters like even oh, interesting even the final fight there's like there's like a ton of ways that you can that the final fight can go and uh, if you have the stats and you play the game, not correctly, but if you have this, the, the certain types of stats, you could like basically like not fight at all through the whole final act, the whole final that's like, cool. like boss fight. Yeah. Okay. That's, I love when games allow for the space to do something like that. That's, that's really interesting. Well, the um, interesting thing is like you can like not fight the final boss, but there's also like different ways you cannot fight the final boss. Wow, which was like the cool part. Which was I, I that's why I played the game over and over again so much was because I was like, oh, I need to, I want to try that. I want to try that. Like you know, I'll try that. Yeah, ending. definitely. I try that ending. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll let I'll let you keep going. <laughs> no, that's really awesome. Thank you. Um, uh, the protagonist, known as the Nameless One, is an immortal man who forgets everything if killed. Uh, the game focuses on his journey through the city of Sigil and other planes to reclaim his memories from previous lives and to discover how and why he became immortal. Um, most of the characters he encounters know him from his previous lives for many different reasons. Um, so while the game was not an, uh, com- a commercial success. It did receive critical acclaim and has since become a cult classic. Uh, video game journalists named it the best RPG from 1999, and it was lauded for its immersive dialogue, for the dark and relatively obscure planescape setting, and for the protagonist's unique persona. Um, it is commonly considered one of the greatest video games of all time. Sure, you're going to love hearing that. Um, <laughs> and uh, I should just say that for uh, every game a guest brings on, be like, oh, Putt-Putt saves the zoo. Yeah, often considered one of the greatest <laughs> games ever. Um, uh, and, and actually, Chuck talked about this earlier, but an enhanced version uh, featuring uh, you know upgrades for modern platforms was released by Beamdog and uh, for nearly every platform. In 2019, it's on mobile phones, it's on the Xbox, yeah. Switch, PlayStation 4, it's all over the place. So if you want to play it and you've got some device, you're probably going to have a chance to do so. I suggest you do. It's a really, really cool, it's a really, really cool game. And uh, if you can go into it without any spoilers, even better. Okay. I love, I love hearing that. That's really exciting. Um, though that's really it for the history and context. Um, before we dive into your you know, your personal history with the game and what it means to you and all that. Is there any big context or history things about the game you felt like including? I just think that, I think that the depth, the questions that are asked in the game Mm -hmm. are so like, are very like philosophy driven. Yes. You know, like one of the big questions that shows up in the game a lot is, uh, I think it's like, what can change the nature of a man? Is like, yes. uh, is uh, like, is something that is brought up like a lot, and like, it's a question that like, like shows up like in the dialogue. Yeah, and there's a there's a moment where you have to answer it, 
and oh. they they have like all the they give you like all these options like it's <laughs> like usually like usually like if you play like sometimes when you play uh, these type of RPG games it's like two options like good or evil right yes no they asked this question and I remember like I don't even know how much it was but I vaguely remember it being just like just like so many answers yeah like and I was just like wow and then like each answer had like a like kind of a tagline on not a tagline but each answer was like really interesting hmm. like in terms of like like you know look one of the answers was like you can't the nature of man is just always the same like you can't change the nature of man and then another one is like optimistic it's like love love can change sure. the nature of them and, like, and it's just like so interesting to see and then as like a young guy i think it really like opened my mind to how one question can have so many answers wow like just as a kid because as a kid you're very it's it's it might be different now but when i was a kid things can be filtered into you in very like black and white kind of definitely like uh, they feel really binary yeah like even more morality like you know and ethics yes. can feel very like uh, binary but then i would like this game just like there was a lot of moments where i was like like oh wow it really like stretched how i thought about stuff like i was like oh i guess like what does change the nature of a man, of a man? or like and even with like it mentioned earlier like the nameless one he had like all these past experiences like, you know, and like part of like the leveling system is that you're like kind of remembering stuff from your past. Yeah. So you get more experience, which levels you up because you have like more experience from your past lives. Whoa. You know, so it kind of ties into it that way. But like, like the, even the way you play the character, like in the game is, is interesting because it's like whether or not you play the character as good or evil, you know, or chaotic or lawful, you're your past lives, like you find out like, uh, like spoiler, but like your, I guess it's not really spoiler, but like yeah. spoiler, like not all your past lives were great people. Sure. Like, you know, and, or some of your past lives were really good people mm -hmm. and just like, and just like finding that out and like, what does that mean for you? Like, you know, and then there's like, even the other characters like in the game, like some of the characters are just crazy. Like you'll meet like one of the characters that's just like, I don't know if I want to how much I want to spoil in case sure. someone wants to play whatever this game. Whatever you whatever you'd like to do, it has it's been out for a while, but it's it's up to your discretion. <laughs> it has been yeah. out for a long time. <laughs> I guess I'll I guess I'll just talk about it. Uh, I, I'll try to keep it to the minimum. But like one of the characters is uh, this like in, this mage, this like wizard who went crazy, like one of your companions. Okay, and he's just like always on fire, <laughs> and you're like, what happened? And it's like you find out that oh, he was like this like wizard who was obsessed with fire and then opened the plane to fire inside his body. Whoa. So he's just like always on fire. That's crazy. Yeah. And like, so he's like a chaotic evil character uh -huh. or whatever. And so he's just always wanting to do insane things. And then you, so you're like, Oh, this guy's a bad person. Like probably like, because he doesn't care about people, how people die. And, but then you also meet on the other end, like a like a companion who's um, just this like suit of armor like this suit yeah. of armor who uh, like a suit of armor of like a guard like uh like these guards that you meet in the, yes. in, in planescape he's like uh, he's a suit of armor but he's doesn't there's nothing inside he's just like this wreck suit of armor and you meet him and you find out he's like this ghost this spirit <laughs> and like this the spirit of like but he's like he's like lawful lawful good okay so he's like justice like 
righteousness, like everything, like everything needs to be like by the book, everything needs to be good. Uh-huh. But then like you, you like, sometimes he'll want to do stuff that you're like, oh, we shouldn't kill this person. Like you'd be like, yeah. no, we need to execute them because they're a criminal. But there's like nuance with the person sure. and you're like, no, we shouldn't like execute. So there's like, it, like each character brings like a really wide kind of, and they all have their own deeper backstories, but uh, each character brings like kind of this like wide depth of, uh, of like morality and, and stuff yeah. to them. There's even, uh, one of the characters is, uh, is, a, a is a works at a, like owns a brothel. Okay. But like the brothel isn't, doesn't sell sex. It sells like, like emotional connection oh, and conversation. Yeah. So you go, you, and so you go there to have like insightful conversation with people and like have emotional connection with people. And wow. that's like another thing where you're like, oh, I guess like even as a, like a teenage kid, you're like, wait, what? Like, you know, <laughs> you're like, you know, you know, but like you, you kind of like, oh yeah, I guess like, like, I, I guess people would pay for that. Like if you like, sure. I guess like people would pay to have, if you're like lonely and you have like no real person to talk to you, you just want somebody to connect with and have like a really good converse, like, you know, connect with, with someone deeper. You're like, Oh yeah, I guess like, like, I guess that makes sense. Like, you know? Yeah. And like, so there's like a lot of like, kind of like different kind of stories and just like a lot of like, questions that like really bombarded like a young a young kid when i was young and like that that really made me yeah. like think you know i think that's one of the reasons why i like the game so huh. much like it it made me like that's fantastic really think about like my decisions and think about like like these like really like larger philosophical philosophical questions like you know <laughs> well, i don't worry i, I said binary <laughs> earlier and, uh, and you let me off the hook so you're okay <laughs> But yeah, so yep. it's, it's been, it's, it's a really, it's, it just really like, and there's like a lot of games that do that now, like that, yes. like, and like ask these questions, but mm-hmm. like, I think at the time there was like so few, especially in a genre of game that I, that I could like identify with, like this, like D and D kind of game that I could identify with. So seems ahead so of it's well. very ahead of its time. It was um, so ahead of its time. Highly recommend it. And it also, from just hearing from you, first off, I think that, you know, it sounds like this was a great thing for you to have introduced in your life at a young age. This should just be a part of, you know, the world curriculum for for 18 year olds. Oh, 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 for sure. I think anyone, (laughs) any guy from, well, not even guy, just like, just anybody from like, uh, from ages like from in your like, if you're a teenager, like you, you should play, just give this game a try. I mean, like. I think it's a little dated probably graphics wise. Sure. But like in like combat wise and people nowadays are so used to like action pack stuff like all the time. Yeah. But like it, it like some of the stuff is like it's like really cool. It deals with like past lives and encountering people with your past lives and how to deal with people that you've wronged. That, yeah. that it's not really you, but it is you, yeah. you know, and then like, like these different planes of existence and like, like moral choices and even just the gameplay, like there's one quest like in the beginning it's like a fetch quest it's like super so funny it's like a fetch quest it's like deliver this box from here to here it's the quest (laughs) like you know been there before (laughs) yeah and you if you you can choose to open the box oh so you if you open the box you like this demon pops out and you if you kill the demon i think you get something for that and then you talk to the guy and it's like i open the box it was a demon 
sorry. You still yeah. get some experience or something. If you deliver the box to the person without without opening it and killing the demon inside, later on, like in game, like I think like later, like act three, like way, way, way later, like you're traveling between planes of existence and you show up in this one uh, kind of like area. I'm not gonna, I can't remember what it was, but you run into the same demon that oh. that was supposed to be in the box. And, uh, and, but he's in here now. And I think you find the, the guy's body, the guy who like had got the box of body also like close by. I'm not sure that could be sure. steam making it up, but you find this demon. Now the demons like evolve. He's like a higher, like a higher level demon. Oh, that's no. like way pow- more powerful that you have to fight. And then you fight him. Like, you know, and it's just like stuff like that, like small stuff like that. That's like really interesting. Like you have like companion quests. Like, you know, like that are like really in depth, like the guy who's always on fire, like there's a quest, there's like a really deep quest with him. Uh, the, the, the armor guy, you find out way more history about him and like why he is the way he is. Uh, you, you know, you have all, you have this one, uh, Yaki, I, I can't remember. I can't know how to, don't know how to say exactly. They're a race of like psychic kind of psychic in tune beings. And he has like okay. this soul blade that is like part of, part of him. And then the more you talk to him and like find out about his story and help him deal with his past, the stronger his blade gets because his, wow. his, his own self like worth or like self-confidence is stronger, like in his more self-realization is stronger. So his blade becomes stronger. It's like a great game. I mean, you have to, you have to check it out. Um, if you're into yeah. this type of stuff. Yeah. Like I, this really, is really, cool. really make, like, I thought it was interesting before, like just doing research to at least, you know, have an idea of what the heck this was. Cause I never played it. I've only heard about it actually like on RPG podcasts, like be- people being like, man, this is one of the all timers. You got to play this yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. But hearing from you, I'm like, Oh man, like I, I got to add this to like my list of games that Jeff, really need to become a part of my it's life. Not lo- it's not like a, I was going to ask you about game. that. I can't remember. I mean, I dumped hours into it because I played yeah, it probably depends times. on how you play. Yeah, it depends on how you play, but I don't remember it being like super long. I think this time when I replayed it, I beat it like pretty quickly, but I also was like jumping through dialogue because I already know what people sure. are saying. Um, but then also like uh, the endings, there's like crazy cool, like the story comes together at the end, really cool. Uh, there's like some like, there's like so many hidden kind of endings that like happen, like between you and your companions. Like, you know, that you bring along with you. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen if I made it, if I like answered the dialogue this way. Or like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen if I answered the dialogue this way. You know, and then it's just like, 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 oh, I don't even have to fight this boss. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just like, it's like, (laughs) like, there's like, and there's like so many different ways you don't have to fight the boss. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, I'll I'll give one ending away. Oh, go for it. I'll give one. I think there was like, if you're, I don't know if it was your, it's like charisma or intelligence or some or wisdom or like one of those skills is high enough. You can convince, and it's not the final boss, but it's a, a boss. You can mm-hmm. convince the boss that they don't exist. And they just <laughs> like, like if your stat is high enough, you, it's like this huge dialogue chain. And if you like yeah. choose the right stuff and you have the right stats, you can convince that the, the, the convince the other person that they are they don't exist like they they're not real and they just like disappear 
It's like wow. so cool. Like I was like, oh, that's such a, and as a kid, you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> like yeah. all I've known, all I've known to this point is just like pew pews and like slash, like slash, <laughs> yes. like, you know, like slash and, ha- uh, slashes and hacking, like, you know, and, and it's like, oh, I can just like do this. And there's yeah. just like so little games that do. It. I think the only, the game that came closest for me recently is probably like Divinity Original Sin 2, where it also oh, has, cool. has like, like really in-depth like 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 lore and like different ways to beat stuff but that's like very combat driven game yeah um so and i feel like i was just gonna say even in a lot of games that do touch on like really philosophical subjects or make you think or make you consider you know morality and all that mm-hmm. you still after you have that interaction with the the like villain or whoever the antagonist is it's still like all right well I'm going to float up to the ceiling and throw some magic balls at you and you better hit them back at me. Yeah. It's like, you don't, that's so like, what if you could do that in other games? It would just, it's just a really cool feature about this. There's one game that came out recently that is, feels very much like, uh, Planescape Torment called Disco Elysium. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, I gotta say ding, 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 because, uh, I, I, there's a game recommendations, uh, segment uh, at the end and that that is a part of your game recommendations but go ahead please please yeah so disco really elysium, in this. yeah disco elysium is I, I played it recently and it feels very very close to planescape torment uh, in terms of uh tone and style but not cool. so it, like you know and like kind of gameplay it's also like kind of borders gated in terms of gameplay but it's like also delves into re- the the reason why i'd say it's like feels similar in terms of tone is because it delves into like really like the human condition and like Mm. a lot of that stuff. And it really takes the mechanics of like RPG and kind of like stretches it to uh, like an interesting place. Like for example, you, instead of leveling up like, like, like charisma or like a skill, it's like, Oh, you're going to level up your empathy Hmm. Or like your, your, you know, or like your, 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 your like self confidence. Like there's like, I know it's not self confidence. There's like another word for it. Sure. But like they, it's like parts of your psyche that you level up, and hmm. it lets you. And then like as certain parts of your psyche gets leveled up, like it has benefits and also like, like not like you know like uh, drawbacks. And yes. the interesting thing with that is that you play a detective, so it's very like noir, like detective. Okay. So it's very, very fun. I think it's like also one of the better game, uh, one of the best games of last year, right up there with Hades. Very for di- very different reasons, but I've heard yeah. I've heard the same from the same RPG podcast. They love Disco Elysium, and it's been one because I think they're coming out with like a maybe a Switch edition in the fall. Oh yeah. And so I've been eyeing that. Uh, oh, you should definitely very play. I very think cool. I think you would really like it. I think you really have a lot of fun with it. Okay. And that game is interesting because like, there's no like wrong decision. Like even if sure. you make a wrong decision, it's just like kind of just like a changes the way the story unfolds. It doesn't really like, okay. like hurt you unless you're trying to have, there's no like perfect playthrough. It feels like, you know, okay. they're just like different play playthroughs. I think with Planescape, there is definitely a way to play it that you get like your max amount of XP and the max amount okay. of this. But the, but you can beat the game uh, a ton of different ways, like you know. But it's, okay. it's very very interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Um, wow, I feel like I've gotten to hear uh, so much about you know what you loved about the game itself. What I would like to ask you about is 
how you even discovered this game in the first place and sort of like what was going on with you like if you remember like what was your life like at that time yeah okay so this was like maybe like a year before i started like really getting into dancing like getting into like breakdance b-boying and like dancing and stuff like that and i remember i had a friend his name was mike dwyer and this was in taiwan we were in, I was in international school in Taiwan and I didn't have like any, like I had like friends, but like he introduced me to D and D like, he was like, Hey, there's this game called Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know how he, how he found it, but there's this game called Dungeons and Dragons. It's really fun. I want to play it with people. So I played, he played it with me and we got some other friends involved and then we played D and D and then that's when like, like a switch flipped and then i started reading like i started reading like like uh like dragon lance and like forgotten realms books like we played boulders gate together like with this uh uh this friend uh mike dwyer my friend at the, like one of my best friends at the time and like we would we just got su- i just got super into fantasy stuff and um and like i really like i like i mean i played magic cards before but this was like a, a, a way deeper dive into like this type of this type of like nerdum and world and i just like i just like loved it and then I, i've been playing dnd ever since um like on and off uh but it was right around that time when i was like discovering like video games being like that had like story and, you know it was driven like I, the idea of like you have like stats like charisma and like strength and dexterity and stuff like that so i was doing that stuff and that's when the game happened i think i, I played boulders gate one and two I think maybe Icewind Dale, and then I played Planescape Torment because Mike recommended it to me. He was like, "Hey, you should play this. This game is insane." And I played it, and that's when it like blew my mind. And I was like, "I have to finish this game." It's the first game that I. I mean, it's again, it's the first game I beat, and it's also the first game I beat like went through and beat multiple times. Like you know, I had to go back and beat it. Yeah. So yeah. So it was it was yeah. So that was kind of what was happening at a time. It was like a. It was like a, kind of like the birth of like my love for fantasy, like like the fantasy genre and even till this day i mean like i still i read like some of the only books i read are like like you know fantasy books you know i'm still i'm still reading like some i'm still reading like the forgotten realms books by the same author that i read uh back then i still read now he's he's on his like 30th book and i'm still reading his 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 stuff and then I know. I mean, like you know, got that got me into like Game of Thrones, like you know Brandon Sanderson's books, like you know, and just like really, this it became like a lifelong lifelong hobby for me. Uh, so yeah, it's that's cool. Really cool. It's you know, yeah. it's so interesting what I can learn about you know friends of mine, uh, uh, you know, on this show, and I would just like don't even know if you know. I knew you played D and D because I've seen. I know that you're in a group with Matt, right? Matt, Matt Apodaca, yeah. Yes, he just came on a different show the other day, and then we hung out in person, which was I hadn't seen Matt in person in a oh, long time. Yeah, me too. But it was really good. But he was telling me something about your your group, and uh, so I knew that about you. I just didn't know that like fantasy, the genre was like such something that you enjoyed this to this degree. That's really fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just been a, a huge. And like not even just like fantasy in terms of Western fantasy, like even like wuxia stuff, like like Chinese, like basically Chinese fantasy books. Oh, cool. Uh, where it's basically like magic is kind of replaced with like 
mystical kind of martial arts type of stuff like you know the, interesting like the you know and so it's i mean i read there's a author called jing yong he's kind of like the token of like that type of genre for oh, wow. uh in in asia and in china especially um but yeah i read like all his books and like tons and tons like volumes and volumes like he like of books that he's that he's put out and i've read all of them you know and uh so it's it's just wow. kind of something that i really enjoy and like you know like even now like uh like the stuff i write like uh has like a very strong usually has a really strong um base and like has really strong fantasy elements or like world building elements in it also you know so it's been it's been real like a huge thing that's really shaped my life like you know that's it's like so the one cool th- yeah oh what were you gonna say sorry oh it's the it's like the one thing aside from dance that is really like i really i've really loved like you know really enjoy yeah that's fantastic. I mean, even, uh, you know, off mic, we were talking about doing a little bit of writing uh, for you and uh, you were talking about being a world builder and it just, it's all cl- making sense right now because it's like thinking about, you know, your love uh, and participation in this genre, not just in one culture, but across cultures. It's like, this is like a part of, it seems like a big part of you almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge it's really part cool, of dude. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super yeah, I'm super uh, grateful to be able to find it because a lot of people go through their lives not being able to find something that I really, really genuinely enjoy. And I was able to find like multiple things. So, and this is, yes. so I'm really happy. Yeah. I love that. Dude, um, I feel like I've gotten to hear uh, so much fantastic stuff for you, both about, you know, what you loved about Planescape Torment, but also not just what was going on in your life, but like hearing how it has impacted your life in general and just the, in the, the genre of fantasy in general. Um, so that being the case, um, before we move on to a couple fun uh, post-show segments that I have prepared for you, uh, oh. did, did you want to wrap up your thoughts and feelings about Planescape Torment before we do? I just want to say, if you haven't played it, go check it out. It's super fun. A lot of dialogue, so don't expect a lot yeah. of, uh, like, a ton of action, although the action's pretty fun also. Uh, great characters, great story. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it's, like, it's uh, the enhanced versions out. It's on every single every single thing you can find it on, so uh, you can play it on your phone. So uh, uh, go have some fun. Very cool. Well, thank you, Chuck, so much um, uh, for sharing on about all of that. Uh, and now I'll lead you into our first uh, post-show segment. Of course, that is the patented, not really, Fact Me by Your Game segment. And this is where I'm just going to share a couple uh, fun facts uh, that I found on the internet for you nice. about this game. Um, nice. So we will see this first one. Uh, came from the website beamdog.com. I've titled Radioactive Barrels Far Out Dude. So, uh, <laughs> in Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition, you may happen upon some barrels with radioacting warning stickers on them, such as in the wrecked home and the tenement of thugs. Uh, and these barrels are a nod to Fallout, a game which many of the original uh, Planescape Torment team actually worked on. Have you played Fallout at all? I have. I've played all the Fallout games. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, that's a uh, really. I think I did know that they also worked on the original. Yes. The original Fallout stuff, but I didn't know that that was a nod to it. That's really cool. 
Yeah, little fun little Easter egg. Um, uh, the next one that I have for you, uh, I've titled Poetry and Torment. This actually comes from the same article on beamdog.com. Uh, and so um, Li Shengyin was a Chinese poet of the late Tang Dynasty and rose to popularity years later in the 20th century for his tantalizing what they called no title poems. Um, but in Planescape Torment, if the nameless one talks to zombie number 1041, which is on <laughs> the ground floor of uh, the mortuary oh, and uses yeah. the stories belt, the stories bones tell skill, which of course I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, the zombie will actually dictate part of a Lee Shangian poem. So just oh. a fun and fun other little Easter egg. That's cool. I didn't know that at all, man. This game has so much stuff in it. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I did that. Yeah, that's crazy. But I know that there are a lot of like small things like that, like small dialogue stuff that like just like hidden and you need to do like a very, very specific thing to access it. How would you know to do it unless you just tried everything out? There's, I remember there was, oh man, there's this one part in the game. It was right at next to that demon actually that that I was talking about earlier. Like when it comes back, there's like this wall there and my friend you know yeah it's a point and click game so if you like click on something it like lights up and that's how you know you can like open it oh yes you know so like there's this wall and my friend's like there's like this little opening on the wall and inside it there's this like really really powerful ring i was Uh like what are you serious and i and so i just spent like my whole just like like 15 minutes just like running my cursor over this wall Uh to find it and it's actually there there's actually, wow. there's actually like a small, small thing that if you get your curse on it, right, right, just right, you can open it. And it's a lot easier on the enhanced, enhanced division now because oh, you, have okay, a button gotcha. that you, you have a button that you can press that just like lights up everything that you can click uh, on, you know? So it's like yes. super way, way easier. But I'm, back then I don't, I either, if they had that, I didn't know about it. Like, you know, if they had that thing, yeah. I didn't know about it. So I just like, just ran my cursor on this and found it. it was very satisfying when I did. That's some real detective work there. <laughs> yeah, for real. Gosh. Wow. That's amazing. Um, uh, lastly, the last uh, uh, fact I have uh, is actually coming from Wikipedia. Um, this is titled Inspiration for Many Sources. And according to lead designer and writer uh, Chris Avalone, um, Planescape Torment was inspired by many books, comments, and game comics and games, including the Archie comics, uh, the Chronicles of Amber, the Elementals, and Shadowrun. And then uh, the oh, game's Shadow 1997 Run. outline also makes references to the Lord of the Rings to describe some characters. So there's some more fantasy elements for you. Oh, there is. Was it in this one? No, that was in a different game. Sorry, no. No, that it's okay. There's in Boulder's Gaming. There was like a reference to like a dragon. They do it a lot in these like fantasy games back in the day. Like in the Boulder's Gate game, that's that's set in the Forgotten Realms world. Oh. But there's like this one area that you run into and you meet these knights from like the Dragonlands world, which was a book I was reading at the time. Oh. And so like, uh, so as I was reading it, I was like, oh, they reference. I'm like, oh, these aren't from this world. These are from the world that I read a book in. Like, it's like really fun. So I'm not, so it's like really, it's, I mean, it's such, I feel like it's a small world. It was like such a small world at the time of like yeah. fantasy people who were making fantasy oh, yeah. content. So like, they just probably all knew each other and would like put, put each other's stuff in each other's things. So that's like really fun. That is so much fun. Wow. Well, that does 
end the Fact Me By Your Game segment and I will bring you to the final one. That is the game recommendation segment that I uh, previewed for you a little earlier. So oh, cool. this is um, my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name because I'm going to treat these recommendations um, based on, you know, your, in my mind, your passionate love for Planescape Torment. These are going to be, you know, some potential next games for you to move on with uh, as if you're moving yeah. on to a new partner, just like those characters would have had to do in that movie. Um, I, the f- yeah, I, I would... I understand. I would know that reference if I saw the movie, but I don't think I watched it. <laughs> well, that's okay. You, you'll 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 understand. I get. Um, I get the gist. I get the gist. Yes, you're on. We're on the same page. Um, the first is if Chuck, you want another isometric RPG of the same era uh, that you know has actually a lot more action elements in it. It's a game that I know you've played because you talked about it today, and that's Diablo Two. Oh yeah, Diablo Two is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's your first one. Uh, um, if I will you... definitely, definitely go back and go, definitely go back and play it. Actually, I really want to go back and play it. I think uh, honestly, love Blizzard's, re- Blizzard's releasing. Are they releasing the? Are they like doing a, like a remake? Yeah, they're doing like an enhanced, like a like an updated version of it. Yes. I don't know if Blizzard's doing it. I think it's the same people who did um, Crash Bandicoot. Or oh really? Like, you know, like I think so. Like who did we did who did the new version? Oh, like the Insane trilogy, or something like, or like that the Tony Hawk, the guys who redid the Tony Hawk skate thing. Like oh, I think okay. they're 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 helping like revamp it. But it interesting. Looks, from what I've seen, it, it looks really, really, really good. So I will definitely play it. We should play it okay. together. Actually, I would love to try that game. That would yeah, be fun. Was, yeah, awesome. Um, the next recommendation is that you know if you need. An even weirder, uh, weird as hell RPG adventure game, but you want this one to come from a, a, pub- a publisher in Portugal specifically. I'll recommend <laughs> to you a game that I talked to Aaron Kelly Smith about on the show, and that is uh, Little Big Adventure Two: Twinsons Odyssey. I oh. do you know what the heck this is? No, I've heard of it. I've heard of this. This game, I've heard of Little Big Adventure, but I've never played it. But it does look really cool. It has a it, really cool aesthetic. It so. has a really cool aesthetic, and it is so strange. So if that's you know what you need a little bit more weirdness in your life, that's that's going to be game the game for you. Um, Thank you. And yeah, of course. And lastly, if I was going to recommend a, a modern, uh, fantastic you know story, uh, character and dialogue based RPG, you touched on it earlier, and that's Disco Elysium. It's so good. Uh, I want to play it again, um, so I will do that. <laughs> cool. And of course, just so you know, no no requirement of you to do that. These are just recs. But if no, you want to play are, all three, these are ho- this is homework that you've given me. <laughs> well, and you I, know, I have to do it. You know, so I, have I just to go I just, and play all these games. You know, I just want to make sure the listener a, knows that I don't make my guests do this. <laughs> I will write. I'm no. You've you're making me. Play these games, and I'm going to write <laughs> write a, a report on each one. Okay, uh, you know and what? Send it to you afterwards. Is I expect that... a test. I expect oh, you to test. test me on. I expect you to oh. write up a test and test me on them. Oh, so and, now uh, you want more assignments? Okay, this has really turned on me. Um, okay, well, you know what? I will do that for you. But that does bring us to the end of the game recommendations, and that actually brings us to the end of the show. Um, so before we do. Uh, plugs and all that. I just want to say thanks again, Chuck. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate you taking the time. It was so much fun to hear about, you know, your love for this game. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
Absolutely. Um, uh, I know you plugged your YouTube channel earlier. Would you, if you want to plug that again, go ahead. And if there's anything else, I don't know if you plug socials or whatever, but now's your time. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, to check out the YouTube channel, uh, with me and, uh, Liz and Jane, it's a two Nunas and a dancer. Uh, so we do some K-pop reactions. If you like K-pop stuff, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Chuck Ma. That's C H U C K M A A. Uh, check me out there and, uh, yeah, that's about it. So I don't really use Twitter. (laughs) Hey, no worries. Uh, well, thank you. Again, Chuck, I'm going to go ahead and close this out with some plugs of my own for the show. Uh, Our cover art for Call Me By Your Game is, of course, done by the wonderful Glenn J. You can find him and his other fantastic artwork uh, uh, on Instagram at at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Be sure to check out his stuff. It's uh, really, really cool. Um, And, of course, we've got our Patreon at patreon.com slash super npc radio so if you like me if you've been listening to this show you really enjoy it and you want to check out some more stuff that i do and hear about more of my video game opinions uh you can find us there at several different tiers the show is produced by jeremy schmidt and you should check out his show video games a comedy show which is a round table style group um uh, podcast that is actually streamed every friday on my Twitch channel at roughly 6 p.m., but be sure to check the socials for that show because it does change week to week. Um, and my channel is at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69, where I stream games to uh, mostly Zelda stuff for the because we're doing a big special Zelda Games Club this year for our Patreon. Nice. But it's been, it's been focusing on my career lately, so I've been doing really bad about staying with my schedule. Um, <laughs> and then Lastly, of course, I'm on uh, social media, Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.